let the church say amen. From the book of Isaiah. Book of Isaiah, chapter 1. Isaiah, chapter 1, beginning with verse 13. Isaiah 1, beginning with verse 13. These the words you find there. Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an is, uh, as abomination unto me. The new moons and the Sabbath, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting, your new moons and your appointed feast, my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when ye spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash you. Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Come now. Let us reason together. I, I want that line. I want to talk about a perfect God who reasons with sinners. A perfect God who reasons with sinners. Come, let us reason together. And right off, right off, you sort of see some tension in, in the text. You sort of see a question there. Why would a perfect God, first of all, reason with anybody? And most certainly, why would a perfect God reason with a sinner? These are words, these here. Words from God, and these words are spoken through his prophet Isaiah. And they're spoken through the prophet to a people who had lost all sense of reasoning. 
the office of prophet. You've got to understand the office of prophet was instituted during the day of Samuel, who was the last of the judges. The prophet's job was to stand with the priest as God's special representatives. So what's the difference between the priest and the prophet? I'm glad you asked. The priest, his function, the priest function of the priest is he stands as man's representative before God. And the prophet was God's representative before man. Get this now. Get it now. The priest was the one who stayed in the face of God, pleading on the behalf of the people. On the other hand, the prophet was the man who stood in the face of the people on and confronting the people and the leaders, yeah, on behalf of God. Y'all hearing this now? Priests in God's face, prophet in man's face. Needless to say, prophets were not popular people. They were not popular people. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, the more rebellious the people were, the more hated there was for the prophet. Because the prophet didn't cut corners. Y'all need to hear this. The prophet didn't cut corners. When it came to what thus said the Lord, the prophet didn't cut any corners. The prophet would get right up in your face and let you know, thus saith the Lord. So, the prophet Isaiah starts the book by bringing a message of divine judgment on the people of God. The prophet stands before God's people, Judah and Israel, and he has a, a message of judgment for God's people. Society at that time was in a great upheaval. Under King Ahaz and, and King Manasseh, the people of God had turned away from God, and they had reverted to idol worship. Isaiah's charge against them, Isaiah's charge against them was that they were living in outright rebellion against God. Go back and look at verse 2. He says, even the oxen and the donkeys know their master's voice. <laughs> he said, yeah, they respect the authority of their owners. But the people of God have rejected God's authority. And, and look at the time they were talking. Look at the time that, that he was, he was, he was, the prophet was talking. It was a time of prosperity and a time of peace. And sadly enough, brothers and sisters, sadly enough, uh, it seems that that is a time when yeah, yeah, the time of prosperity and, and peace, yet that was a time when it seemed like rebellion against God was flourishing. In a time of prosperity and peace. I'm going somewhere with this. 
It seems to me like in the midst of prosperity and peace, people ought to be drawing nearer to God. But instead of drawing nearer to God, yeah, 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 the, the, the people of God during this period of prosperity and peace, they were drawing away from God. Read the Bible, read the Bible, this period of prosperity and peace. They use it as an opportunity to exploit the poor. It's in the book, it's in the book. They, they use it during this time. It says that justice was bought and sold to the highest bidder. <laughs> the gaps between the haves and the have-nots were getting wider and wider. Read the Bible. Bloodshed was coming. Murder was business as usual. Every night you watch the news, somebody had been killed. <laughs> and I know you're sitting there right now saying, that sounds like Lilburn. <laughs> that sounds like Atlanta. That sounds like right now. And you're right. It does sound like where we are right now. I wonder if I got a witness here. It sounds like where this nation is right now. Now, but, but then that, that makes the next point even more valid. Nations don't just grow corrupt on their own. Y'all better hear me. Nations don't just grow corrupt on their own. Nations are made up of people. And the nation that Isaiah was speaking to was made up, shamely, of God's people. But then verse 21 through 23, God is comparing his relationship with his people, with a marriage. He, 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 he's comparing it with a marriage, and he's accusing his people of cheating on him. He, 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 he compares it to his relationship with the church as, as a marriage. And he says, my folk are not being faithful. They are being unfaithful to me. They were breaking their commandment to him and turning to idol worship. Thus, their faith had become defective and diluted. And I found my brothers and sisters that, that it's easy to talk about the sins of a nation. Y'all hear me? It's easy to talk about the sins of a nation, but the truth is a nation is made up of people. And ultimately, the sins of the nation have to be owned by the people. Let me explain it to you. This occupant of the White House that is tearing this nation apart, he didn't just decide that he wanted to live at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. He, he didn't just walk up in there and start to live. Are y'all hearing me? He didn't just take up residence. 
this man is being sanctioned and upheld by people. Are y'all hearing me? No way in the world he can do what he do, he, he's doing just by himself. He is being upheld by people. In this nation of ours, in this nation of ours, there is a crucial question for those of us who are called by his name. We carry his name, but do we live under his authority? Write that down. We carry his name, but do we live under his authority? The truth is, the truth is, if we rebel against his authority by refusing to submit every area of our lives to his lordship, we are part of the corruption. Are you hearing me? If you can't yield every part of your life to him, you need to stop complaining. You're part of the problem. You can't tell me that you're under his lordship and sharing his heart and not care whether or not folk have food to eat. You, you can't tell me that you've got his heart and could care less whether or not people have health care. You think poor folk got too much money and rich folk don't have enough? You got a problem. You do not have his heart. But then, then, that was another problem. That was another problem. In spite of their outright rebellion, they still had an outward religion. <laughs> Y'all hearing that? Let me say it another way. Say it another way. In spite of their outright rebellion, they never abandoned the church. They, they never abandoned their religion. And, and, and I, I think that that's one of the things that is really disappointing to me. If you're going to do mean things, are y'all hearing me? If you're choosing not to show compassion, if you're going to lock babies up in cages, if you're going to keep folk from even having soap, are y'all hearing me? If you're not going to show the love of God, then you ought to just leave God out of it. Are y'all hearing me? If you're not going to live it, if, you don't, if, if you're not going to show the love of God, then you might as well. And matter of fact, it would be better for everybody if you just shut your mouth and do what it is that you're doing. In the 50s, in the 50s and in the 60s, when there was blatant racism like it is now, when there was blatant discrimination. I remember as a little child, I was young, young as a young Christian, just found out about Jesus and had given my life to him. But I, I remember every evening we would, we would sit in the floor and we'd be watching the news. Mom and Daddy sitting there and we children would sit there on the floor watching the news. And we were watching as people are turning dogs loose. On people. All that was on the 
we, we sit down watching the screen and the floor, watching, watching folk turn fire hoses on, on human beings. I, I was a little child. I was just learning about Jesus and how the love of Jesus. And I, I remember I was young and impressionable. I remember saying to my mom, Mom, you know, uh, and then only a child could think like this. Mama, you know, I wish those people would, 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 would come to church. I wish they would go to church and learn about Jesus and get to know Jesus. And, and, and if they get to know Jesus, everything will get a whole lot better. And my mother's answer shocked me. My mama said to me, Richard, they go to church. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing this. She said, Richard, <laughs> they do go to church. Y'all ain't hearing me. I learned a valuable lesson that day. I learned that you can go to church and know Jesus without submitting to his authority. And that's, that's what's going on right here. That's, that's what's going on here in the text. The people of God, in spite of their rebellion, they... They didn't abandon their religion. They were still the religious right. And they kept right on. They kept right on going through as mean as they were and as crazy stuff they were doing. They kept right on going through the motions of worship. They kept bringing their offerings and their sacrifices and they kept burning incense, and they kept observing all the special feast days, and they kept going before God, lifting up their hands and saying their prayers. But God speaks. God says, you, you mistreat the poor. You're unfair to the needy. You put your feet on the neck of the downtrodden. And then you come lifting your bloody hands to me. Y'all ain't hearing me. And, and you come lifting your bloody. You got the nerve to think that I'm going to hear and answer your prayer. This is God talking. It ain't me. This is, this is God talking. Their, their spiritual condition had made their religious rituals ludicrous and totally ineffective. But then, here's some good news. And see, I came to preach the good news. Here's the good news. After God exposes them, after he exposes their outright rebellion and their, their outward religion, he turns right around and gives an incredible invitation. Listen to him. Listen to him talking to people who are wrong. Talking to people who have, who, who have wronged him. People who have blatantly sinned against him. Listen to what God says to them. Come now and let us reason. <laughs> Y'all hearing this? Aren't you glad you can turn this thing around? Come now, let us reason together. I don't know how you feel about that, but that's incredible to me. That an all-powerful, 
all-righteous God will look down at poor me, as wrong and wretched as I am, and say, come here. <laughs> Let us reason together. What God reason with folk? What God, especially with folk who are wrong? It's an amazing thing because of the tone of it. He says, come, let us read. See, if it had been me, if I was God, and, and y'all better thank God I ain't. <laughs> and I thank God I ain't. <laughs> but if it, if it had been me, I would have said, look ahead, you better check yourself. <laughs> Are y'all hearing? If it had been me, I, I, I'd be saying, look, you better get yourself together. But he says, come. Let us reason. <laughs> Let us reason together. But get the tone of it. Get the tone. Reason rather than demand. Let's, let's reason together. It, it's a tone that is wrapped up in mercy. As crazy as you have been, as mean as you have been, as racist as you have been, come, let's reason together. But then it's incredible because of the terms of it. Listen to what he says. Though your sins be as scarlet, I'll wash them white. As snow. Though your sins be as scarlet, I will wash them white. He's offering them amnesty. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? Though your sins be as scarlet. Let me tell you what scarlet is. Scarlet is red dye. <laughs> it, it, it was red dye and it was made by crushing bugs. They would crush the bugs and make this red dye. So scarlet is red. He said, though your sins be like that. And that's why, it, 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 you remember this, you might not have thought about it like this, but see, in the Old, Test, in the Old Testament, red was sort of associated with, with, with prostitution. Yeah, red was sort of associated with stuff that was bad. That's why a lot of, lot of, lot of folk still don't wear red stuff. A lot of, lot, 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 you know, ask your grandmama, ask your grandmama. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, especially women, they, 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 they associated that with Jezebel. They didn't wear a whole lot of red because that is scarlet. Y'all hear me? A lot of old folk won't wear red right now. Because of its association with bad things. But God says, yeah, it's bad, but I'm offering to clean up what you have met. Y'all ain't hearing me. Anybody going to shout, that's a good place right there. I am offering to clean up what you have messed up. I, that's a little popular song that comes up. On the radio, it, it, you know, everybody humming it and everybody singing it. It's wrong, but it's a nice little song. I understand what they're saying, but they're saying it wrong. 
the, the little song on the radio says, uh, I'm going to clean up what I messed up. Y'all hear me? But I got some news for you. The truth is, you can't clean up. <laughs> Y'all ain't hear me. That's why you're a mess right now. You're trying to clean it up. You can't clean up. You can't clean up what you messed up. But, yeah, yeah, but God says, uh, yeah, although you can't, God says, uh, bring it to me. Y'all ain't hearing me. God says, uh, you can't, but I can. And that, my brothers and sisters, yeah, is what we're really about to celebrate right here is the fact that although we can't clean it, God can clean it. Are y'all hearing me? The blessing today is that God, uh, he can take red and make it white as, y'all ain't hearing me, make it white as snow. Yeah. This is the way we sing it in the church. What uh, can wash away my sins? What can make me whole again? And then it goes on and says, nothing uh, but the blood of Jesus. I don't know about anybody else, uh, but I thank God uh, for the blood. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, the blood that Jesus uh, shed for me way back on Calvary. Yeah. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never, it will never, it will never lose its power. It reaches to the highest mountain. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? But that ain't my line. Yeah. Because I wasn't on the highest mountain. But I thank God that it flows to the lowest valley. Yeah. That's where I was. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never, it will never, oh, yes, it will never lose its power. I'm glad that he shed his blood. I'm glad that he died in my place. I'm glad that he laid in my grave. But early, Early, oh, yeah. Early Sunday morning, he got up, he got up, all power, all power, oh, yeah. all power is in his hand, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, bless him. Oh, bless his name. Yellow, yellow, yellow. If, if, 
will hear the voice of reasoning this morning. He's speaking in a voice of reasoning. Come, let us reason together. If you're here today, you have not made Jesus your choice. You're here today, and you realize you don't have that connection with him. He's reasoning with you right now. Come, let us reason together. I can meet you right where you are. Wash your white as snow. Here, the word of God is, if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If you're unsaved, you ought to be moving now. If you're already saved and you don't have a church covering, you need a covering. You need to be in a church. You need to part, a part of the body. You need to be moving now. The door is open. Yeah, 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 yeah. 